Hello and welcome to Gaming Fix episode 95 on this November 9th or 10th, depending on where on the dateline you fall. Uh, I am your host, Andre Cole. I am joined today by Alex Galinas. What is your strand name? Oh, God. That's it. I, I'm I'm teacher man or English man, uh, whichever uh, strikes you better. Uh, Pat, <laughs> Pat Cotter, what is your strand name? I don't know that I can answer that. Okay, I it's think not if a hard it's based question. On, if it's based uh, on our Allison, profession, if it's based on our profession, then I would probably be Bean Man. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, I like it. Uh, Allison, what is your strand name? The first thing that popped into my head was "sad Star Wars fan man." <laughs> okay, can, can I can I take a mulligan and say "poke man"? Oh. You I may not really like poke. You may not. Ex- in fact, exactly. Like I'm a really big fan of poke bowls. Okay. Okay. Oh uh, well, same. Poke <laughs> <laughs> bowls. Okay, so we've got Pokemon poke and Pokemon. It is. Oh, that kind of poke. Exactly. I think it's okay. So I wrote a thing. I don't know. You all might know better than me because I just started eating. Yes. Like since just, I moved, just started here. eating. <laughs> nice. <laughs> no. Well, I, I didn't say the name. Thing I started trying because. So I always thought it was poke because I had never been around it a lot. Um, but what I read was that it's actually just poke and they put the they put the accent on the end of it to some to make white people more comfortable to say poke. Like that's hilarious. It's weird for people to call it poke, like for most like white folks to say, I'm going to go get a poke bowl. Um, but it's it's <laughs> it called funny. It's it's like called poke. It's it has to do with like actually like poking the food or something weird. Like, like there, it's, huh. it's that's why it's called a poke bowl. Oh, it's I, not a native language thing. I, it's I've like, never had it. I wonder so. if it made its okay, way back. Uh, okay. I wonder if it's made its way back to Hawaii because Brad from It's Alive, well, Bon Appetit, went to Hawaii and made poke bowls and they called it poke. It, so it's also totally possible that I what I read is complete bullshit. Oh, so I don't know. I, okay, uh, <laughs> it was on like Wikipedia or something. I think. Pat, Sorry. I found a pronunciation thing today. How do you pronounce the uh, ship at the start of Star Wars that is being uh, chased by the Star Destroyer in the first? Tantine movie? or Tantive. It's actually pronounced Tantive. <laughs> I understand. So the reason I oh, sighed God. before I said that is because I knew it was coming. <laughs> I, and I'm never going to call it that. I'm going to call it the Tantive forever. I just, I just found it out today and I literally just like, like took a step back like it, what is going on with my it life com- it came up a lot and it will come up a lot soon because the the epic expansion is out now x-wing has that ship as a model for uh-huh. a type of game called epic where you have huge ships um so that ship is is a is is a playing piece again it they, they just released the x-wing second edition epic rules so we'll be hearing a lot of tantive tantive v Tantive, Tantive, Tantive like, stuff. I, I I just like saw that for the first time today, and it like kind of exploded my brain. I don't think that George Lucas knew what it was called. <laughs> I mean, no. 
<laughs> that's my argument is that whatever whatever book says that that's the way you're supposed to call it was definitely written by someone who did not come up with the name. Yeah. So he, he called it the Phoenix down. Anyways, no, that's a starship name. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, if I we, had a spaceship. What? For every time I heard that, I'd have <laughs> a lot I'd have of spaceships. spaceships and I could leave this hell world. <laughs> uh, man, they probably don't have Twitter in space. Do you think they have Twitter after the Death Stranding? I guess they don't because no. no one's connected to the chiral network. No one's well, developed like, do they that have app for the network chiral network. Twitter. I mean, uh, well, they have eventually. email. Yeah. So. It's it's all back to chain emails. We'll we'll get to Death Stranding. Well, as as Sam points out at one point, it all goes around and around. Like eventually they'll get Twitter for the chiral network. Mm-hmm. Well, and then uh, it'll be ruined, and then there'll be another Death Stranding apocalyptic event, and then they'll have to do it all over again. Yep. Well, we'll get back to uh, Death Stranding momentarily, but we've got some other games uh, people have been playing. Uh, Allison. I don't th- Yes, you're you're still plugging away, busting ghosts with Luigi's Mansion. Yes, I am. I've played quite a bit of Luigi's Mansion three. Um, I am on. Let's see. I, there's, I think. Fifteen floors, I, I, I honestly don't remember, but there's quite a few floors and I'm maybe. Uh, two thirds of the way, if not three quarters of the way through uh, the actual story stuff provided that there aren't uh actual other additional floors that I don't know about. But yeah, no, I like the the thing that I was thinking about bringing to the podcast today is the question, has this series always ruled or was it like have I been missing out on a great series that just I've never played before? Cuz like I don't I don't think I ex- expected to love this game as much as I do. Um it just feels like all the design elements are really, really good. All of like, there's several like, like all the um, controls are very, very basically, you know, like you're you're using the uh, poltergeist, so you're sucking up stuff, or, or and then you're also using the flashlight, and like they're very basic. But the design of the uh, of everything, like all of the design of the levels and all of the design of the different bosses and everything just feels so clever that it doesn't feel like, okay, time to do the exact same thing over and over again, which I, th- I think is my biggest worry going into it is like, because like when, when you're going up against ghosts, the, there's basically l- like one specific way that you do it, which is you find a way to incapacitate them. You suck them up with your poltergeist, and then you like hit them like everywhere around is, around with it. Is it always one ghost at a time, or have you, are you ever doing AOE ghost stuff? Uh, you can do AOE ghost stuff mostly if it's like lesser ghosts. If that makes sense, like sure. I don't think I've seen it with like very very large or like boss levels, but I've seen it with like you know just kind of the standard ghosts you're wandering around. Mm-hmm. The way it always worked in the past, too, is like if there's two ghosts next to each other and you work them down, you can suck them up at the same time because it's like mm-hmm. the vacuum is not a laser. It's like a funnel. It's, it's like a vacuum. So, right. And you can also yeah. like, for example, um, like one like the, the biggest way that you're actually like fighting them 
is you're just swinging them all around and hitting stuff with it. So you can hit other ghosts with ghosts with other ghosts. So fighting ghosts with ghosts. So that like it actually like it like the game has its own like little achievement system, and that was one of the achievements is to like defeat a ghost with another ghost. But I don't know. Like I. Like I bought it because I was just like, oh, this will be fun to have on Halloween. And you bought it I, because you woke up in a cold sweat with a need to need <laughs> need for, for Luigi. Luigi. Hey, okay, you're you're adding the cold sweat. I just woke up normally and went. I think today I need to play Luigi's Mansion Three, at which is a very need, normal way to wake up. At what hour? The need though? for Luigi. Like two a.m. <laughs> yeah, it's, you, nobody just wakes up at two a.m. Like I need I to play just wake Luigi's up at 2 Mansion all the time. Like, just in the middle of the night? Yeah. We're just like, huh, I'm awake now. Okay. Luigi. Luigi. <laughs> so I'm a star. That's how, I, that's how I wake up every every night is like, I just go, Luigi. So I have an Audio. answer. I have, I have both a question and an answer. Yeah. Uh-huh. First of all, if you're asked to your, your question about, like, the has Luigi's Mansion always been awesome, I think the first two games are good. Um... They are not. They are Resident Evil in style. Like they don't have this sort of like levels that are all in like kind of mm. uniquely designed. In the first one, you are in a house. Mm-hmm. Um, it is very much like the first Resident Evil. Uh, and the same thing. The the second one is the same way. Um, more or less, it's a little bit more varied but not much here this um, is like extremely varied yeah to the point where you're like okay this is not how a hotel could work in the real world uh right like, like it starts off like normal like you're going okay here's you're going to some normal rooms okay here's some shops all right here's a restaurant cool here's a uh giant garden with a like huge like Thing that goes up several stories. It's like, okay, yeah. here's an Egyptian tomb. Okay, <laughs> so, so okay. I it's like fine. Here's a movie studio. Oh, okay, but uh, it, is that stuff there because it's haunted and like the ghost created this stuff to like fuck with people? Who, who knows? Like I, I don't think the game really cares about. The logic of the hotel. They just want to make it a fun game, which is nice. I'm out. Like I, I need to know why this movie studio and Egyptian tomb are in this hotel. If they're not going to explain it, I don't want any part of it. <laughs> well, there's one point where you like have to go to like another, like one floor floor from another floor. And you're like, okay, so the layouts from these two floors make sense in terms of like, uh, like, you go through the um, from the elevator and you go here, mm-hmm. but like there's there's a lot of times where you're just like, oh, OK, I, this is this is a very this is either like haunted or a very strangely put together hotel. Like wayside school style, mm-hmm. just absolute exactly. nonsense. Yeah. Um, then my question that I also yeah. will need answered is. um Perhaps one of the greatest things in any Nintendo game is is in the first Luigi's Mansion, which is that as Luigi walks around, he he like hums the the tune of this of the the score. So he mm. goes like yep 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 yep, and it's very very good. 
does Luigi hum as you walk around in Luigi's Mansion 3? I don't haven't noticed. Um, that's yeah, but he does make a lot of noise. Well, depends if it's harmonically relevant to the score. Does does he go? Does he go, Mario? Oh, 100%. Uh, Is he looking for Mario? Yeah. Okay, good. Well, Mario is missing. This is just a sequel to Mario is missing. (laughs) I need him to make that for this game to be eligible for game of the year. It needs to have him humming the music. So, okay. I will see if he does. He like, I I retweeted the tweet where he says, I'm a star and it's delightful. Um, There's a lot of, there's a lot of good moments where he's like, yeah, I did it. I'm like, every time Luigi is confident, I'm just like, it gives me life. See, but that's how we get to Mario Kart 8, where he's just giving everyone the death stare. So, but too confident. We can agree that Luigi is better than Mario, right? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't necessarily mean like better at things. I will never forgive Luigi for the year of Luigi, which was an outright That's not Luigi's fault. But that's Reggie's fault. Luigi is still better than That's Reggie's fault. It's not really Reggie's fault either. Like, would you, Uh, but like, if you ask Luigi, do you want the year of Luigi? Would he be like, yeah, oh yeah. No. He would just get hella anxious. He would, he would shiver. Like he would do the shaking in place thing he does in Luigi's mansion. Right. And then hide behind a curtain. So that's what makes him the best character. We cannot blame the year of Luigi on Luigi. No. Considering how much Luigi would not want the year of Luigi. Yeah. No, no. And and like, I don't want to suggest that Mario is also not a good character. Just, um, oh, I, I'd suggest that. Well, but Luigi can't be Luigi without Mario existing. Right. Like, I, I that's mean, the real sure. reason Mario needs to be is to give us Luigi. I, there's that whole thing about Luigi or Waluigi exists as a like reflection of an inversion or whatever. And I don't know. Waluigi is you know, not as good as Luigi. He can o- he can only exist in relation to others. Like Wario is a better character than Mario. He's more interesting and funnier. Um, Waluigi is not a better character than. I Luigi. mean, we like we would yeah. never have like there would never be WarioWare, but with Mario, like he like of course it not. Would, no, that's Mario Party, say. and it's trash. WarioWare is way better than Mario Party. Exactly, ergo, exactly. Ergo, Wario's yes. party better than Mario. Yeah, Wario yeah. throws a better party. Although usually his parties involve. Forcing people to do unpaid labor, but still, I mean, yeah, Wario is a libertarian. He does have bad politics, but, but it's part okay. of his character. Wario's a good character, but that doesn't mean he's a good so, person. So, oh, so is like Wario, like the Ron Swanson, uh, <laughs> like in real life. He, in real life, he's like a great dude, not a libertarian. But when he sees no, the game I think we can up, all he has that. to put on the libertarian character. Ron Swanson is Bowser, <laughs> or Bowser is one Ron Swanson. Mm. I don't know about that. Okay, let's all get Parks and Recreation characters with Nintendo characters. Let's go. I don't uh, want to do this. No, I, I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think uh, there's any good analogs. Anyway, uh, yeah. So Luigi's Mansion. Uh, sounds. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Uh, again, uh, if that game had come out earlier in October, I would have probably picked it up. Yeah, but no, they, they missed the Halloween sense. time frame. I'm just like, hey, it, it's I, rough. It, it, it came out with like, is such a rough time. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's doing really well on the Switch. So like, yeah, I guess it's not rough for everybody. But like, 
for people who are interested in other systems, it's like it's it's rough. I've it's seen, the holiday season, so lots of games coming out. It's got. I've I've seen some similar talk about it as to Borderlands, although to different degrees. In that, if you played a lot of Luigi's Mansion One and Two, the third one feels very much like. Oh, there's some new stuff here, but this is very much that those games with with a new mm-hmm. with a fresh coat of paint and with like these more discrete levels. And that's not a bad thing in in Borderlands case. People have been harder on it for being so similar. But what the people that I'm seeing who are enjoying it the most are the people who haven't played as much of the first two Luigi's Mansion games is kind of where like the the analogy lies for me. Uh, Luigi's Mansion. Yeah. <laughs> They also didn't don't I mean, Luigi's Mansion just isn't a super saturated thing like the yeah. DLC and spinoffs and stuff. It's very much like should those two uh, games. should Luigi's Mansion three or should it have been a Schluter? Oh, my God. <laughs> well, OK, so the one thing that I've seen as a complaint and that I do agree with is that a large part of the game is collecting uh, money. Which is very, which is an oh, like normally a Wario thing, so that's like weird. But like Mario collects a lot of coins, right? Mario collects like Mario is a big part of the Mario universe. Yeah, but, it's like, a big part of the, the but family. it's a big part of uh, Luigi's Mansion Three. But like the the stuff you spend it on is kind of um, mediocre. So mm-hmm. it'd be nice if they had like. Uh, like Odyssey style costumes, right? Costumes that you could buy with your money. Because right now it's basically like, do you want something that can uh, like resurrect you if you die? Which I like, I keep a couple on me at all times, sure. And and then things to locate either the collectible gems that you can find or the collectible uh, booze that you can catch. I want to see Luigi's nipples. (laughs) (laughs) They let us see Mario's nipples in Odyssey. Let us see Luigi's nipples. know just give him funny hats i i'd buy them what if his nipples were funny hats i want to see wario's nipples (laughs) wario's nipples would just be a couple motorcycles honestly they're probably probably (laughs) oh my god it's just the wheels it's just like (laughs) wheels spinning god like spinning rims like this scene yeah no no it's it's motorcycle wheels like the whole thing with spinning rims like uh, jeez no i think it's just the whole wheel i'm sorry i said anything like like the whole wheel (laughs) spins not just the rim (laughs) i didn't need this image what you said you wanted to see wario's nipples and i'm just painting a word picture for you I just didn't think you have to. I mean, I didn't think that's what it was. That's what they look like. Would you prefer me to say like they're like little pink and round? I don't need like a description. Of them. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe see like it's like little bits of like garlic, uh, like the garlic. Oh my God. <laughs> it's like on there. I, I just, I <laughs> see tonight. I'm going to be waking up in a cold sweat thinking about Wario's yeah. nipples. I regret all of this. And um, let's move on. Then you're going to wake up and buy Wario Land. Uh, I mean, the Wario series of games are all good. I don't know. Don't, don't you already yeah. have uh, the Mar- WarioWare Gold or whatever? Mm-hmm, I do. Switch? There you go. Wario Land is extremely good. It is. Too. It's a it really is. good game. I have Wario Land 4 for Game Boy Advance in my apartment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, there's not a bad Wario Land it's a, game. It's a good game. I don't know. All right. What I'm saying is. There have been more games from each 
person in the Wario family who has their own game that are good than there have been games with Mario at the center that are good. Hmm. Sure. Yeah. Uh, You're probably right. I, I don't know. Well, I, I don't have strong. Well, I don't have strong opinions about Mario games, really. I, but I feel like there's such a wide variety of Mario games, though. Yeah. Like, there's just like so many. I, actually, I shouldn't about, say like, it's not a volume thing. It's more like a ratio. Yeah, I'm talking about the percentage of good Mario specific games. Like is 64 is Mario like 100% specific game, of the like, games that are about Luigi are good. So are you, are you excluding like Mario Kart because it has like an extended cast of everybody? I don't know, because I really want to attribute the shitty sports games to Mario. <laughs> but, OK, but then also, are you attributing stuff like uh, like. Paper Mario. Um, oh, Paper Mario's good. Well, most of them. Never mind. I don't. We. This requires a lot more effort. And Much Mario like thinking Luigi about Wario's like... nipples, this requires far more effort than I really want to expend on it. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, Luigi's Mansion Three is, is good, and I'm excited. And uh, this week, I'm going to be playing more of it. I am going to be playing more Tetris Ninety Nine because I literally just found out that there's a. Uh, Tetris uh, 99 Maximus Cup going on, and I'm glad I found out now instead of after it was done. Um, it's and a then also, Pokemon theme, right? Yeah, because next week's Pokemon, and I'm very excited. Ooh. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, my bank account is not going to be happy. Uh, my bank account just like Jedi, right also. Now. Yeah. I have to take the week off of work and just play Death Stranding all week, and then I can play <laughs> Jedi. Jesus. Yep. It's a, it's a thing. Uh, all right. Well, uh, speaking of things that are things, uh, Alex has played our game of the year. Uh, why don't you tell us about Garfield Kart Furious Racing? I, I had it. So. No, I wish it was Furious Racing, but it is Furious Racing. <laughs> they really they missed out on it. But how would you spell Furious? F-U-R-R-I-O-U-S. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I'll no. accept it. So that game has a lot working against it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like I'm shocked. At, at $15, it's definitely like a budget game, but it's also maybe a yeah. bit more than you expect to play, pay, pay for like, you know, a decent thing. Uh, it is a licensed game. It is a kart racer. And it is mm-hmm. also the sequel to a game which was generally considered to be objectively terrible. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, wait. Well, objective, is it? objectively but... bad. We'll say is I've seen is I've seen a lot of people saying like, oh, if you can get this on sale for a dollar, do it. But other than that, it's pretty garbage. I think it was on sale for a dollar. It was. For a long time. I mean, that's when I bought it. Yeah. But so yeah, I went. But... I went into the game with all of those expectations in mind, and also expecting to play it for like kind of a joke for the sake of this podcast, and be like, oh, it's game of the year. Yeah, but I think it's actually pretty good. Like, <laughs> and I mean okay. that. I mean that by like any standards, it's actually pretty good. Like, it's if we're gonna compare it to other um, kart racers, it's obviously not as polished or as extravagant as mm-hmm. something like Mario Kart. But yeah. for what it is, it's really feature rich for like a super small game. Um, okay, the handling feels good. There's multiple speed levels, so like your 50, 150, 300 cc stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, 300 cc. Uh, wow. I don't, I don't remember. Maybe it's 250. I can't remember. The AI performs actually really well at high levels. Like they're actually a challenge. And I did like a handful of Grand Prix tours stuff at like that highest level, and like came in like third and fourth. So like they actually yeah. do pretty well. 
Uh, each character feels totally different from each other. And also it does the Mario Kart 8 thing, I guess, where, uh, no, it was like Mario Kart DS or whatever, where they started introducing the multiple vehicles, right? Like mm-hmm. you can customize uh, your maybe, actual yeah. car and your wheels and stuff like that. Yeah. Like this guy's that too. So mm-hmm. all of, each character feels different. Each car feels different. So you can kind of mix and match to your own play style in a really good way. What um, feels different about the characters? Like, is it like weight stuff or yeah. it's like acceleration? It's uh turn. Like and it's based much? on character, not vehicle. Uh, yeah. Well, so let's is it a combination. It's a combination. Cause let's okay. say like, okay. um, you're on a scale from one to 10 for like three categories, one being speed, yeah. one being turning, one being, I don't know, weight. Uh, yeah. if your character okay. is at six for one of those, uh, the next character might be at like two. The next character might be at eight. Like those are big swings. And then mm-hmm. adjusting your car is like plus or minus one to each of those. So it's like okay. fine tuning stuff a little bit. Um, so they do change stuff and it's, it, yeah, like, each car gives flavor, so it 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 feels good, which is weird. Like, there's a lot of courses, and they all feel pretty distinct. Like, mm-hmm. some of the power ups are pretty creative. Like, there's the spring, where you can you get the spring, and you can either use it to bounce yourself really high and like jump over stuff, or drop it behind you as a trap to like wipe someone out like a banana in Mario Kart. So, okay, we, that's pretty cool. Uh, it has is a, there f- a lasagna power up. There is. It speeds you what up. It it's like the mushroom. Okay. Okay. Yep. Uh, it has a full single player Grand Prix mode, local multiplayer, and online multiplayer. Like for fifteen bucks, I think it's kind of a no brainer. Like it's a really good game. Uh, like especially if someone's looking for like a qualitatively good kart racer, but they're on a budget. Like maybe they want one for their kids, but don't want to spend sixty uh-huh. bucks for a Mario Kart. Like I spent about an hour with it with for my first first time and had a pretty mm-hmm. great time with it. So like nope. I was okay. coming in here expecting to poop all over this game, but I think it's actually pretty good. I, I'm genuinely a little bit shocked. Yeah. I, I will say like, yeah, there's little stuff I can kind of yeah. criticize about it. Like the drift is maybe the weirdest drift I've ever had to get used to because you hit the button and you start drifting and it basically throws you to a 90 degree angle. <laughs> so if you start accelerating okay. again, you just like slam into walls. <laughs> but once you oh. get used to that, you realize, Oh, you just don't accelerate like really fast yeah. and then you're fine. But like mm, weird. Yeah. It's like, so there's little things that are weird about it, but it plays great. I think it's actually a good game. Nice. So unexpected. Uh, what else have you been playing? Uh, let's see. I was playing this game called mosaic. Uh, which I played it on Apple Arcade. I think it might be out on other platforms, maybe PS4. I can't remember. But uh, regardless, I played it on Apple Arcade. And um, sorry, just writing down our timestamp for the sake of our listeners. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, y'all ever played Limbo or Inside? Yep. Uh, yep. Yep. So it's kind of like that. But instead of taking place in like a forest or whatever the hell you want to consider inside, uh, it's kind <laughs> of take, taking place in like this dystopian corporate future where everyone in the world works for one giant corporation and every individual is like one co- like tiny cog in this giant machine. Uh, okay. So like it's a pretty cool environment and artistically it's really neat. It's like so like the U.S. 10 years from now when Disney owns everything. Yeah, basically Disney. <laughs> It's cute that you think everyone's going to get to work for a company like Disney. What are we thinking? It's going to be Amazon. Amazon. (laughs) But, you know, like um, the aesthetic is really cool. Like it's super low detail, but the 
art style itself has the characters with like these weird grotesque proportions that make no sense in reality. Like their limbs are really long and really like stick like at the end and like, you know, weird stuff like that. And like the color, color choice is interesting. It's like pretty muted and monotone and except for when it wants to show you like glimmers of hope and light and stuff like that, then it gets really colorful and vibrant and like starts up this really jaunty, cute music and stuff like that. Also, it has multiple cats. So that's pretty rad. Um, but overall, I think it's it's okay. It's uh, <laughs> it, it's got some big problems with it. For one, uh, so the term "walking sim" is something that when it first came out, like I was kind of weird with it. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, okay, like it, these games are usually single player, first person, narrative focused, like very curated experiences, right? And like. Mm-hmm. It, you're walking around interacting and poking and prodding and all these things. And it's encouraging mm-hmm. you to do that. And it, like, it's like, yeah, check out all these details we made. And then that just kind of got dubbed the walking sim. Mm-hmm. This game isn't that this should be what walking sim is called. Cause your movement speed is so fucking slow. <laughs> like <laughs> it is the worst. Like it is excruciating slow for everything you do. <laughs> mm. Like, and it doesn't serve any purpose. Like it's no artistic purpose. It's not like drawing your attention to subtle changes or anything like that. It just feels like it's artificially trying to turn what could be a one and a half hour game into a three hour game. And it's just so annoying. It's just like, I'm just trying to move from left to right. And like, this should take me like 10 seconds, but it's taken like a minute and it's terrible. And like, there's some animations that you have to see multiple times, which take literally 30 seconds. I timed it and you cannot skip them. And like, you just have to sit and watch them. And they're the exact same animation every time. And I'm just like, Oh God, uh, there are these puzzles in them, uh, in it. Like it's technically a puzzle game. Uh, but by that, I mean there's five of them over the course of the entire game. <laughs> uh, and the mechanics of those puzzles are very poorly explained. Like, there's a core mechanic that should be a part of it that it's like, yeah, you should use this and do that. And it never explains, like, what button you use to use that and, like, what it actually mm. does. So you're just like, what? Uh, okay. And and also, they're not particularly hard or, like, clever. <laughs> How are you, are you with a controller or a keyboard and mouse? I was playing, mouse I was playing with a controller uh, and it has like I, proper prompts and everything like that. I, do you think any of this would be alleviated? Like obviously the slowness wouldn't, but like some of those like not knowing how to like use a thing or whatever oh God, would no. be alleviated with the touchscreen controls. Uh, touchscreen, maybe with keyboard. No touchscreen, maybe no. because yeah. it ends up that you're kind of like, holding on something and then like selecting from a radial menu, but it doesn't explain Mm -hmm. that. Like it's just Mm -hmm. like use this power up and it doesn't explain that like uh, using a controller, you're supposed to hold the button and radial menu it. It's just like, Oh, Oh, now you have a new tile type that you can use here. And you're like, wow. Uh, So Mm -hmm. like, yeah, but yeah, no, they're not particularly hard or clever because basically what you're doing is uh, like building nodes on a thing and you're trying to reach a node at the end and there's only ever really one solution and it's kind of just based on timing. So it's like, it's not particularly challenging. I don't know. Like the puzzles are bad and that's kind of the main gameplay mechanic. So I don't know all that criticism being said, I did enjoy it in the end. And I think it was an interesting experience. Uh, I particularly was super into the last sequence. Like I thought it was really visually cool and like conveyed a pretty positive uh, message considering how bleak everything else was. 
Like if you have Apple Arcade, I recommend giving it a play, but I don't think I would recommend it at whatever the full price is because mm-hmm. I don't think it's worth that. But okay. also I think Spirit of the North broke me because oh. I, I okay. look at like um, I look at Mosaic and I think like, I look, sorry, I look at Mosaic and then I look at Spirit of the North and Spirit of the North was just ridiculously polished and complete. And like mm-hmm. I, I look and I'm like, man, that was made by two people. And then I look at this game and this credits had like dozen or a couple dozen people and it's like way smaller in scope and is just way jankier and is like, mm. it doesn't feel good and stuff like that. I'm like, man, Spirit of the North was pretty impressive. <laughs> so that's, that's my takeaway from Mosaic. It's okay. Play Spirit of the North. Okay. Uh, well, you played a game that I recommended, uh, Lonely, you have here Lonely Mountains downhill, so maybe that's a different game. Yep, it's also you get like the cat DLC or something. Yep, also stars Garfield. No, um, oh, yeah, <laughs> Garfield on a mountain bike. Oh man, I would totally play that. Uh, biking down a mountain of lasagna. Hell yeah, uh, I don't have that much to say about it. I put about an hour into it. Um, it's but it's really cool. It's it kind of reminds me of a more relaxing track mania if that makes sense. Mm-hmm, sure. Cause like you were kind of fumbling your way through these mountains and these courses for the first few times. Like you went yeah. with the track mania course when you're figuring out where to go, mm-hmm. but, or like a trials, or, like it's less trials. like goofy, but, and like puzzly, but you know, uh, same kind of thing. Way less frustrating than trials. Cause like, I think with trials yes. is that gets mechanics heavy and just difficult. It's, it's a puzzle game. Yeah. But like with, track, whereas like, this is like a, yeah. The reason I, I make it more akin to track mania is like with track mania, once you dial it in and you know, the course, then it's kind of just like relaxing and you don't have to really concentrate. And mm-hmm. it's just kind of a flow thing, which is mm-hmm. also yeah. what lonely mountain is like. It's very much a flow thing. And you're just like kind of competing against yourself, even though there's leaderboards and stuff like that. But it's just, yeah, it feels good. It looks good. It plays good. It's, it's good. I don't know. I, I think it's, mm. it's a solid, solid little game. Yeah. Uh, glad you like it. And uh, everyone should check it out. Uh, it is on Xbox Game Pass on console, not on PC. It, it is on PC. On, I, mean, I mean, on Game Pass PC? Yes, I played it on Game Pass PC. Oh, oh cool. Uh, and then you can also play it on PS4. I, did, I don't know if I mentioned it last time, but I did have some performance like hiccups with the PS4 version, just like random like short like stutters or whatever uh and the developers said they are working on fixing that uh and it's not like awful but it is just enough to like ah i screwed up on that run now because of that little hitch so now i've got to like go back to the checkpoint or whatever but yeah uh, it's, it's not it's not awful i don't uh, i would still recommend it despite that i think i ran into like one or two of those on pc as well mm. and that's if i said it to like high quality. So I had to set it down mm. to medium, but that could also be my computer being a piece of crap. So yeah, who knows? I don't know if that's the game. Yeah. Uh, it's always, you know, hard to recreate that stuff. I did have like a few crashes, uh, like <laughs> actual, like game just fully crashing to like the PS4 menu. But again, uh, it wasn't enough to like make, make me dislike the game. I'd always like immediately boot it back up. And it's not like you lose a ton of progress or anything if that happens, Yeah, but it's a good uh, game. Yeah, totally recommend I, it. I agree. Um, Pat, you, you've Yo. got you've got two games on here that you say are optional. Uh, yeah, I mean, if we want to talk about the other game uh, more, I, I, think, I mean, do you have anything to say about Borderlands Three? Like, have you gotten much further? Or yeah, I mean, have your I'm opinions like, changed. 
I think two thirds of the way ish through the game now. And I think it's good. I like it a lot. I think that it's pretty funny. Um, I think that a lot of the like turning, I still think a lot of the turning, everyone turning their noses up at the writing is a little silly. There's like some really great heartfelt character moments that happen in the latter half of that game. Um, and you know, just generally, I mean, I think it's very fun to play and the weapons get a tiny bit repetitive, but it's kind of a, like there's specific kinds of weapons that I like a lot. And so I'll get one of those and then get something that's better and then kind of be bummed. And then I'll find one of the ones that I like a lot. That's at a higher power level. And it's like, it's cool. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't think that their weapons are any more repetitive than they are in something like destiny, uh, which also like has weapons that are kind of, a lot of the scout rifles are the same, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's a good game. I still think it's uh, worth playing, especially if you have another person to play it with. I don't know if it would be as fun solo, okay. um, but yeah, that's good. Uh, and, and then in this year of our Lord, 2019, do you have anything new or profound to say about Alan Wake? Um, in, yeah. in light of like control. Yeah. So that's kind of why we're anything? playing it is because, um, I, uh, I have, I've actually not finished Alan Wake before, but, um, me neither. I, the PC had, port is garbage. Yeah. So that's how I was playing it before. Um, and I haven't had an Xbox in so long, but I realized like a light bulb went off that it's backwards compatible mm-hmm. on Xbox one. So I picked up a copy of it from the game store down the street and, um, and, uh, it, I will say that like a lot of that game has aged very well. Uh, and the work that they do to up the backwards compatible stuff is really nice. Cause it looks like pretty good. Um, some of the, in the cutscenes, it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty clear. It's a nearly 10 year old game, yeah. but in, in a lot of the, like when you're actually playing it, it's zoomed out enough from people's faces that it just looks pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. and it like controls really well. It, uh, moves really well. Um, the one thing that I, I don't think I like, the way that it I love all the parts of that game when you're exploring and doing narrative stuff. I kind of wish I could just remove the combat from it. Yep. Oh, like, that, like it's no, but so like we don't have to. I know that Alex hates control. I don't I like, know. I mean, I, uh, I, I like would, the combat in control. control. I would take the combat out. No, I, I, I wouldn't. I, I enjoy it in control. It's, okay. I think it's a, I, but I clicked with it more than I think maybe anybody else did. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm good at it. Unlike the rest of you. So I didn't have problems with the check. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alex just anyway. dabbed for the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, the, the Alan Wake though, like there are definitely some moments that are very effective from kind of a horror perspective where oh, an enemy pops like, out that I wasn't expecting like when you're looking for thermoses. Yeah. And that's cool, but when it's like, when when I hear one of them go like, eh, I'm going to get you, and then like four dudes come out from behind <laughs> trees, I'm just like, fucking come on, I don't want to do this. Uh, so, um, but, but overall, I still love that game. Like, the atmosphere is so good. The fact that there's like the occasional irritating combat encounter is not that big of a deal. Um, I like the way that like, it's so cool the way it's structured episodically, I really like the fact that it doesn't have a progression at all. That's kind of a weird thing that I wouldn't normally say, but because of the episodic structure, it's kind of cool that like you start with the tools that each episode, you start with the tools that they decided to give you. You can't just like, it means that you don't do the survival horror thing of like, 
well, I shouldn't use the shotgun because maybe I'll need the shotgun in five hours. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you should use a shotgun because this episode is going to be about an hour long. And if you don't use it by the end of it, there's a, you're probably going to lose it. Um, mm-hmm. So it, there's, there's just cool stuff like that. So we're really enjoying I it. I think the thing um, about Alan Wake, like specifically with what you're talking about there is it came out in like 2010, I think. Right. And that mm-hmm. was kind of when the very start of like all of the sequels started coming out. Like you had mass effect two and like call of duty a million and like the gears yep. gears three, I think was around then and stuff like that. Like you were starting to see yep. franchises who were establishing themselves and Alan Wake right. was just like such a left field, weird thing from a triple a studio at that time. And like, it was a revelation in a lot of ways because they were willing to take yeah. weird risks and really like bend what you would expect from a game. Yeah. And I think I was not in a great place with horror games then. Um, I was like at that point living, a not alone, but kind of like alone. I didn't hang out with roommates at all. Um, cause I was living with strangers basically. And, um, so I was not good with horror stuff then horror games. Cause I got scared easily. So I kind of didn't play that far into it um, then. And then I kind of went back to it a little bit later and got a little bit further, um, but then didn't really touch it again until now because I've tried to play it a few more times since then, but the PC port is still not the best, um, which is one thing about that playing it on an Xbox one with backwards compatibility is it works perfectly. There's nothing about it. That is, there's been no jankiness, no bugs, no broken anything. Um, It all just looks and sounds and runs like it's supposed to so yeah it's a cool game if you haven't played it and can play it i mean you can the pc port is not so bad that it's unplayable at all you just want to play it with a controller you've got to fiddle with it otherwise and it's like the sensitivity and whatnot it's just it's that stuff why would they make a game like this Uh, it's just so weird that like microsoft would publish games that were so busted on PC. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different time, but especially yeah. if you have an Xbox one, the, the problem with, with Xbox is that it's not available digitally on Xbox. Cause you cannot, they have to stop selling it because of the licensing stuff, right? Like the music. Yeah. Except that they have the, the, I saw a support thread that was answered by a Microsoft person. And they said that they like, it was a support person. So who knows if they knew what they were talking about, but they were like, well, they had to take this game off sale because of, licensing stuff but they could definitely re-release it on the digital storefront if they wanted to because they hold the license again but i think that maybe they changed the music in -hmm. some cases and so they would have to pay like there's no way for them to update an xbox 360 game yeah with to to like have the old music patched out Mm -hmm. um is my guess that that's like Patch what GTA four or is that uh, only on PC? GTA I don't know. Yeah, I think it was four. I don't remember if it was consoles though. Who knows? Uh, or it could just be they didn't want to pay for a patch too. I, I mean, yeah, uh, um, but but it's definitely not available digitally on uh, on the Xbox, which is uh, kind of a launching on the PS five uh, is Alan Wake and Alan Wake's American Nightmare <laughs> remastered. I can confirm, though, that the, the upshot of that is if you do get a physical copy, which are not that hard to find, um, it uh, all the music is intact. So you don't have any missing stuff. Mm. It didn't. Yeah. So uh, nice. Cool. Well, uh, speaking of weird, uh, janky games uh, <laughs> with, that have music, uh, we have been playing. There was something 
I said, oh, God, one of these conversations we just had, I was like, wow, you're just describing Death Stranding right now. That's exactly what Uh, I was thinking, too. uh, But, yeah, Death Stranding finally came out, uh, available to the general public. Uh, It might have been Garfield Card. Is it janky? I don't know if it's that janky. Like... It's not janky and like uh like it's like busted and like mechanically like weird sense or like there's nothing necessarily off about like sometimes when mechanic. you try to walk up things it's a little That's, yeah there is some jank with like vehicles and like I was driving up like a mountain with a vehicle and it got real weird have you guys yeah. have you guys done the double jumps because those uh, are pretty no. janky. Oh, he's got a double jump, right? I've yeah. not used it. It's like that. if you are running and you launch yourself off of a rock, basically, like you can do a double jump and it just looks extraordinarily janky. Like he just like yeah. he just suddenly speeds up a bunch and his arms are flailing and you like <laughs> it's just yeah, it looks janky. <laughs> nice. Uh yeah, so Death Stranding is Hideo Kojima's newest game. Uh published by Sony, but at least for now, help co developed. I have no idea. It's coming to PC uh next summer. But if you have a PS4, uh, either Pro or Slim or what a regular PS4, you can have a, a pretty good experience uh, with Death Stranding right now. Right off the bat, it runs well on all their consoles. Yeah, and yeah, I have a launch PS4, and it's running totally fine. No slowdown, no hitching. It's yeah. like I'm I'm not surprised the load by times that. Are fine. Yeah, yeah, I'm not surprised by that because like it's this. the Decima engine, which is the Horizon Zero Dawn yeah. engine. And like Sony also not, always make sure their like first party games like run well. It's also as nice of a looking game as it is. It's not particularly complicated looking. Like it's not. Yeah. Like Horizon is doing a lot more stuff than yeah. Death Stranding is. Like Horizon pushes that engine way more than Death oh, Stranding. Yes. Um, Absolutely. And um, that goes to for like the environments and for like the people too. the models. Mm-hmm. Again, Death Stranding models, they look fine. They look good. They look as good as like MGS five. Like, I don't think they look as good as like Horizon, though. Like mm-hmm. they're 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 still. They look good. Looks better than the, not looks better like, than the kid in Horizon. I would say the BB looks better than the kid in Horizon. <laughs> oh, OK, BB is a separate conversation. Do you think they stuck a baby in the face scanning rig? I would hope so. No, but, like his giant, like 80 camera. But so know what the biggest surprise for me with death stranding is we kind of didn't know what it was going in, like with all the previews and stuff. Like it was just like, what is this game? And uh, it turns out like we broke away from Konami and it's just a big pachinko game. Who would have thought like, <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, what's honestly, if what, I hadn't seen anything, I'd be like, yeah, that's about right. <laughs> <laughs> I th- I think the thing that's the most interesting about that uh, I know you're joking yeah. but also like in all seriousness is <laughs> I think we were in denial about not knowing what it was like I think a lot of people I think that that it was like everything that was showing everyone would like like people would jokingly be like yeah it's like an Amazon delivery simulator <laughs> and in the back of your mind you were like mm, it's got to be way more than that I mean come I'm, on I mean this is the uh, man who brought us Metal Gear Solid 2 like with like yeah. the whole like the entire build up to that game was a fake out. Yeah, yeah. Most of that game, um, and I just, think that's, most of that game was just naked cartwheeling. It, it's true, <laughs> and skateboarding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but but, but yeah, I don't know. I, 
uh, Death Stranding is actually very much a like you walk from you go from point A to point B. You turn yep. package. Yeah. It is Uber eats the game. You watch a cutscene. Yeah. Kind of. Uh, I mean, sometimes it is literally. Uh, yeah. So uh, I watched pretty much. I don't even know where to start with this. I guess we'll come back to the point I was just about to make. But um, yeah. So if you watched the coverage of that game, especially like recently, the lead up. That game is exactly what they've shown. Uh, you are putting packages on your back and you are walking uh, across very rocky terrain uh, to like bunkers where you give people their weird like duralumium cases or whatever. And then they say, a oh, thing, hey, thanks for that. A and, thing that I like is every time you deliver a case, not every time, but some of the characters um, will say, can I look at it? Like they'll like you're talking to them and they'll be like, can I check it? And it's like, yeah, dog, it's yours now. I don't care what you do with that with that package. Yeah. Like you can look at it if you want to. I mean, or you can, I mean it's kind of you can hang like, up. You know, you can I see it as like, own. hey, can you give me a second? I'm going to. I know, but it's it, just but, yeah, the dialogue is, sometimes yeah. is funny to me when they're like, can I have a look? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's in your possession now. <laughs> yeah. Um, the very beginning of that game, it starts off like you're doing some shit uh it's wait which part like you don't what like which very beginning part but like not not like the very very opening oh, okay. but like kind I mean, the of very like, very opening is kind of intense too it, it, uh, that's that's like an second. interesting thing uh like it, but like it kind of just throws you in it's like okay pick up some shit and then go in this cave because the time falls here which is their weird like acid rain kind of equivalent where instead of being acid, it just ages things uh, when it hits it. Yep. But then as soon it's as it chi- like it's chiral- gets on the ground, it becomes like inert. Yeah, it's chi- it's because of its chiral uh, um, chiral affinity. Yeah, chirillium, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> temporal uh, properties. Mm-hmm. Makes things uh, float, too. Yep. Yeah. Yep, uh, Kyrillium. It's it's for what ails you. Uh, yep, it's exactly. good for what ails you. Actually, it's the opposite of that. Uh, it, yeah, that's does, true. Unless not good things I don't to you. Know if what ails you is life. Yeah, <laughs> and the lives of everyone around you yeah. in like uh, a fifty mile radius. Oh yeah. <laughs> so uh, I have to say that is one of my favorite things about this game. Is so Metal Gear Solid. Well, Metal Gear for the MSX, frankly, was they were like the first games to really encourage pure stealth gameplay and mm-hmm. like not murdering people. Uh, this game mm-hmm. technically has combat and like barely it, it technically does, but it really encourages like a pacifist play style because like according to its lore, if you killed someone, you'd literally destroy like half the world. Like if you went through uh, and like Last of Us did it, like you would be destroying oh, yeah, cities. I mean, <laughs> yeah i mean that's kind of a big thing so yeah uh one of the early things that you are introduced to basically immediately almost is this the idea of like necrosis or what are they yeah. is that what they call yeah. it uh where ever since the death stranding uh which is an event where like the the world of the up. dead and the world of the living kind of collided um when people die their bodies like decay like rapidly 48 hours on uh, until the point where they explode much like a nuke might uh, yep. and just destroy everything in their immediate vicinity. Yep. Just leaving a massive crater. And so this, the, yeah, it's like a, um, it's a thing that 
has been touched on in a lot of pre-release coverage that I read that, that people explode and then make other people. And like, I didn't realize though, when I started playing it, that one, what that means is a massive crater explosion. I thought it was more like horror movie, like their bodies blow up and then they get gore everywhere. Yeah. It's not dead man and, uh, Metal Gear Solid two. It's, it's a new, no, it's dead man and death stranding. (laughs) He's not dead. (laughs) No, he just works with the dead. That's why he's, yeah. That's why I'm called Dead Man, because I because I, I am a coroner and I work with dead people. He talks about yeah. Well, I don't want I don't want to share too much like specific dialogue because I'm sure people will want to discover some of that stuff. Yeah, totally. Uh, and there's some great character names in there. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I actually think I agree. Like. I- a thing that this game does, this is kind of more broadly like opinion stuff. Um, I mean, it has definitely some troublesome narrative shit in it uh, or narrative maybe isn't even the right term. Troublesome, like lore building shit in it. Lore um, and like Kojima esque, like why yes. is this like this? So I don't want to like gloss over that stuff, but I think from a, from like the characters, like, Going into it, I was like, Die Hardman is a dumbass name, and that's a dumbass character, yep. and he looks like a dumbass, totally. and I hate this. Yep. But as soon as I was introduced to Die Hardman, I was like, dude, I will walk across this entire country for you. You are, you're amazing. Yep. I love your, I love your voice acting. I love, I love your character. I don't snicker whenever people say Die Hardman. And he, and they the say fact it that he says Die Hardman Every here. Every time he, he calls says, like, you, he's like, hey, he calls you, Die Hardman and he has here. a unique <laughs> He has a unique ringtone for your codec yeah. because there's a unique ringtone for each person. Yep. Why and doesn't so you know he use his real you. name? They don't use their and real then, No one uses their real name. That's his Shouldn't name. Shouldn't it be about making connections? And can you it, really make a connection if you're using the name Die Hardman? Like, uh, <laughs> fucking Mama isn't Mama's real name. She wasn't yeah, Mama is. before she became a mom. Uh, I think that I think Dead I think Man wasn't born into like also, the coroner profession. The the real names are things like what is Amelie's middle name? It's like uh, uh, Amelie Sarah Strand. I mean that's <laughs> oh, that's whatever. But like uh, if you get no, to, so it's that, not whatever. That's a worse I, name I, than I, Dead Man. No, it's a code. Dead Man is a code name, and that's fine. It's just like come on. Uh, also, when you get to like the people who run like the distribution center or the wind farm, the guy who runs the wind farm is named like named Jake Nathan wind. wind or Jake. Yeah, yeah Jake wind. something wind like what but you figure. So one thing that I want to know and I don't know if 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 I, sh- I actually I'm sure this is answered. And if you know the answer, I don't want to know. I want to discover the answer is how long after the Death Stranding all of this stuff is happening. I want to know when uh, the Death Stranding happened. It can't be super long because a very, very, very early interaction is someone saying like, oh, I remember when the United States was a country. Yeah. Like, so uh, like that's there are true. people alive who remember what it was like before the Death yeah, Stranding. So it can't be more yeah. than like 30 or 40 years. And then that's that, a good point. Then that guy, there's like a thing later where the guy who says that I'm like, wait, how old are you? Uh, but yeah, because yeah, I uh, want it to be I, I what I want in my head is for this to be like a couple hundred years afterwards but yeah it's not you're you're right that guy says that um which is definitely like a pretty major plot hole because the characters act like it's been a really long time sometimes <laughs> like I, like i'm more interested in when like what year is this taking place or how long after it, when did the death stranding happen what year did that happen did yeah. it happen 
2021? Did it happen 2019? No, because there we don't know. It has to be like a, a thing that <laughs> happened far in the future or not far in the future, but far enough in the future that you can put down a thing that can shoot a beam out and build a bridge with when you stick raw. Well, we don't have, we don't have Kyrillium yet. Yeah. Maybe that yeah, was a but, post, uh, post death stranding. Well, it technology. is. <laughs> they, 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 I mean, Kyrillium did help them. They talk about how that helped them advance certain technologies, but I just don't, I can't, I don't think like the death stranding happens in 2019. Nano It's like, I mean, maybe it happens after metal, the events of Metal Gear Solid Four. That would make more sense if it's in the uh, same universe. But yeah, so uh, I surprisingly, I, w- I was going into this expecting to kind of hate it based on like the way people were describing the gameplay, and like so I like knew what it was going to be, but I was not expecting to like enjoy my time with it. Right. Uh, but I was still, I'm like, I need to see this game. And surprisingly, I've actually enjoyed my time with it so far. Mm. I'm in chapter three. Yeah. Um, which is kind of where the game really opens up. Like the first two chapters are very like kind of directing you uh, to like, okay, let's get through this like tutorial ish kind of stuff, like set up the story. And then chapter three is like, okay, kind of go wild uh, with your package delivery. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so I'm kind of, I'm curious what, where you guys are, what you guys are feeling about the game right now. Go for it, Pat. Uh, I think I'm I think I'm almost to chapter three. I'm in chapter two. I just made it to a major location and okay, yeah. and have another major thing to go do. Um, and uh, the first the opening, I think I'm my game timer system, like six or seven hours. Um, and I am like absolutely riveted by it. I think it's I, it, uh, pretty incredible, actually. Um, like the I haven't seen I haven't played anything quite like it before. And the way it's melding like action stuff with traversal and with planning and with um, narrative and with horror is like really, really, really impressive to me. Um, I don't know if it can keep it up for 40 hours, but then again, I can't believe that I've played it as long as I have already. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think it's very impressive. Uh, and I'm not even a big Kojima fan. I like Metal Gear Solid 1 and 2. Um, and I like the original Metal Gear. Uh, but that's kind of it. I don't really like um, 3 and 4 that much. And uh, I have... I played Ground Zeroes and like that. But uh, I... And I'm so I'm sure I'd like MGS5. But uh, not... I'm not like a massive fan of his. Sam. Dead man here. <laughs> That's not Doug Van's voice. Anyway, uh, Alex, how are you feeling about the game so far? Where are you at? So I, similar to you, was going in expecting that I would hate the gameplay because I don't like busy work. I don't like fetch quests. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's this game is basically fetch quest the game. It, um, it is literally just go here, get this thing, go to this place. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I think I actually really like it too, <laughs> which is weird because like, um, the moment to moment gameplay where you're grabbing stuff and delivering stuff is actually very Zen. Like Mm -hmm. very much like you don't really have to think hard. You're just kind of occasionally leaning to one side or the other and just kind of puzzling your way. Like, Oh, how am I going to climb this mountain? And it's, yeah. What what, what does the terrain look like? And you use it a scanner. I'm like, Oh, it's right over there. can't go that way. Yellow. Maybe I can make it there. And like, I'm actually kind of enjoying that. So I really wasn't expecting to, uh, I also mm-hmm. have been loving the narrative stuff. I think it's extraordinarily creative. Like it's just 
bizarre in a really creative mm-hmm. way, which has been really interesting. Uh, uh, where are you, where are you at so far? I'm about four and a half hours in, and I'm playing it incorrectly. Uh, so oh, so you're doing everything? Yeah, like I'm finding lost packages, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna bring this. Oh, well, that yeah, like yeah, okay. I'm gonna bring this to a mailbox or directly to where it needs to go or whatever. But then mm-hmm. I've been reading like maybe you don't do that in chapter two. Maybe wait until later. Yeah, yeah, I've been I've been kind of ignoring that stuff yeah. uh, and just doing so, the critical like, path. I, I did like lost stuff, but like you'll get you'll keep getting like oh here's some like extra orders that you can do and it's like okay now go all the way back to like the first city again and i'm like i don't i don't need to do that right now yeah for sure especially because like one of the wind farm is like so out of the way we need to to go through the scary forest to get there well okay well so we'll get to the bts in a second but yeah yeah so like one of the so much of the stuff sorry with your first encounter with the bts uh i deliberately let myself get caught just to see what happens and fuck, it's awesome. I don't know if you guys. It's really cool. Yeah, like it just basically uh, so like I, floods the area with what well, spoiler. Yeah. It floods the area with like this black goo. And like there's just they've, like, they've oh, shown this in so uh, coverage. Well, so. so did you also get like totally grabbed by the black goo and like had it, it go to its ultimate? No, I did not reach conclusion. my demise. But oh, but you. OK, maybe I should did do you that. void out, Pat? Uh, no. Um, it it actually was kind of immersion breaking. Like, I don't know what. So actually, I think they, there's a, I think, I don't know. Maybe they sound like you can't cause a void out, but I'm not sure. Yeah. So you, I don't think you can't. So I, I won't get into stuff that's so explicit that it's super spoilery, Mm -hmm. but like (laughs) it was right after I got my motorcycle. (laughs) Okay. And I, I got the motorcycle and I was riding back from, um, the the big city to get to the distribution center yeah and um and and the the, Sorry, the distribution the, center that really and, sums up this game bb went crazy and started like screaming yeah and um then the the odor deck like popped out and stuff and i was like okay well i have this bike maybe i'll be able to go fast enough past them that they won't get mm-hmm. me that is not how it works they nope. in fact just uh, fuck that bike. Your bike yep. is nothing. Yeah. It's like you hit a brick wall and they rip you off the bike. And then I was like, Oh fuck. Oh fuck. No, oh, your fuck packages go flying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I, I was like, I don't know. I don't know what to do because I don't want to like leave the packages here and I don't want it. So I was like panicking. So what? And like, I'll, this is kind of spoilery. I won't like say specifically what I saw, but basically I got like, yanked across the map mm-hmm. to another area and then oh, yeah, i yeah, came yeah. up out of the goop and there was an enemy there mm-hmm. that was quite unique compared to other things i had seen and i continued and i was like oh good i just got the blood grenades so i'll throw them at this thing and then i realized that the blood grenades had been placed on my pack because i <laughs> used the auto sort instead of having them on my person. So I literally did a like, like look around in my pockets for grenades. Didn't have any. And I just started to run, but it turns out I was only like 200 meters from my bike. And when I ran away, it, it like just didn't kinda, chase me yeah. and it just kind of stayed there. And then I got back on my bike and then I drove away. So, so that was the part that was a little <laughs> bit immersion breaking was like, there weren't really any consequences. My stuff got damaged like 1%, but mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh, <laughs> For me, uh, I don't want to deal with the BTs ever again. Like, I just, I don't think they're fun. Like, not in like a, oh, this is like 
not like oh it's scary or I'm just like okay, okay I did it once and I'm done like it's the same encounter basically every time so far that I've seen minus like one and I just okay I throw some blood grenades at it and okay now it's dead and that's I it. guess it's, I don't it's, know. it's it's just I don't know I don't think like the like the changing gameplay isn't that interesting and like if they did if they do more with it as the game goes on and like make it a little more varied that'd be cool but as it is right now i just i don't want to deal with any more of those encounters i've killed like four bts and that's fine yeah i mean i fought some with the grenades after that i i disagree in that i think that the way that it forces you to engage with the environment like you can't just take the path that makes sense sometimes if you don't want to if you just want to throw grenades at them then sure but um, but but if you want to kind of like sneak around them, sometimes you have to climb up on top of things you wouldn't normally climb on and like kind of move around in ways that are not the path I would take normally. But, so. uh, but I could also just get caught and then kill the BT and then that whole like situation is clear and then I don't have to worry about it anymore. And like, yeah, but I guess that's sure. Yeah. But you're you're playing you're kind of so that that bleeds. So that's kind of they, what, they don't feel like a threat. So that's what it boils down to, though, for me about this game. And this is how I think different people are going to react to it. Not that I'm trying to like psychoanalyze the way you play games, but you really have to play this game. Um, You yourself have to approach it as if you're Sam, like you have to, when, when you come up over a Ridge and the city is in the distance and it starts playing some like gentle indie rock song, you need to give yourself over to that moment and say like, wow, this is really pretty. And I like this song, even if oh. you don't like the song and you think it looks kind of okay. And the same thing is true of the horror elements. I think where you really have to play it as I need to avoid these BTs because they're terrifying. Then they should make them actually terrifying. I don't what I'm think saying. I, cause I think, I think those moments where like you're heading down the mountains or like heading into the mountains and the music's playing. I think those musics are the, those uh, scenes are those effective musics. and they work well. Uh, but I, I think the BTs are just kind of like, eh, they work on me, but I'm probably just I think I think we react to things in games with horror differently, I guess, mm-hmm. like because because by the same token, like I kind of sometimes when I play other horror games, um, I don't find them engaging at all. Like I just like ugh, like like playing certain parts of Alan Wake. I'm just like ugh, another three guys. Um, whereas in this game in particular, I'm finding it very like effective to cause tension i'm not necessarily like shivering i'm scared but it causes tension in a way that i find that i appreciate as sort of an ebb and flow to the way that um the the uh the 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 deliveries go like if there wasn't something there to break it up with like oh crap i gotta stay low and and play this out then i don't think it would be i think i would be feel like it's more repetitive i guess yeah uh i just yeah i i like I think I don't think there's anything wrong with like having the BTs in there again I just wish they were more like there was something more to them or like they were they felt more dangerous because as there I'm just like I'm just gonna throw some grenades grenades at you because I've got them in my bag because there's not like any reason to not be carrying them because like the at least so far there's no like oh I'm resource scarce so like I can't carry any grenades or whatever yeah I think that that I would be I will be interested to see how that continues. I would mm-hmm. also say that there's mul- there's a lot of difficulty range and if it gets to a point where you think that they should be more lethal that maybe 
turning that difficulty up would help. I don't know, though, because I don't know. I haven't seen an instance where the BTs kill you yet. So, like, that's the thing is I think that 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 I can see where you're coming from from that perspective, where I would hope that there's an an, a way for that to happen, I guess. Otherwise, um, because I I I never feel in danger in those encounters. Like if I actually felt like at some point where I was in danger, that'd be one thing. But I'm just like, okay, I stood on this like rooftop building and I'm totally safe. I definitely felt like I was in danger when I got yanked across the map and had that encounter. But that I, very first time is like, oh shit. And then I ran away from that and was okay. And that yep. definitely was immersion breaking in a sense. Um, but I still feel like. I don't want to drop all my stuff and get taken someplace that I don't know where I'm going to be. Mm-hmm. So it still feels like tense from that perspective. Um, I did. I think after that first time where I, I was like, Oh shit, where am I going? And then I was like, Oh wait, I'm just, I'm still in the same area. Okay. Uh, so I, yeah, but besides that, besides the BT stuff, I am actually, and like, I think in like in story wise, and like their execution and the way they're implemented uh, within the fiction, I think is good. Yeah. Mechanically, uh, I could do without him, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, you're uh, Pat. You're close to chapter three. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex, you're who knows? It could be uh, two I, years from now when you actually. No, yeah, you I, can't be more than a few hours. I'm out. not. Yeah, I have a couple of more. Yeah, I'm almost the major city. I think that Pat was talking about. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. There's not that many of them, so yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, now we're where I'm at I'm at the part where kind of they showed in like a lot of the pre-release footage where you're meeting a lot of like the preppers and who are just like in the bunkers, not in like the big distribution centers mm-hmm. or whatever. So you're just like this guy's like the craftsman and he makes guns do or this guy's the engineer. Do you not have the otter suit yet. That's what we need I have, to know. I have not met Conan O'Brien. Well, <laughs> I I I I the first so the first prepper I met was horror manga artist Junji Ito. Wait, is it actually Junji uh, Ito? Yes, yes. Huh. Like not he didn't do the voice, but he did he is the uh the first person Special I met. Special guest appearance. That's awesome. And, and the other person, the person I met after him is also someone you might recognize. Uh Yeah, no, I don't want to know any more of him. I mean, it's cool to know that Junji Ito's in there, but I don't want to know any more of him cuz Yeah. He yeah, he's not like super celebrity, but you'll be like, "Oh, it's him." Huh. Yeah, uh, that's cool. And uh yeah, so it's been like I've had a lot of moments where I've been like, okay, I'm going to put my stuff here while I go. Do, like, I'm going to put my stuff in this locker while I go do like a mission for this guy because he want, wants me to like, run off somewhere off in the wilderness and pick up an item for him and then come back. I'm like, okay, now I'm going to pick up another like delivery for him to go back to another guy. And then I get to that other guy. And I'm like, shit, I left all my stuff in that private locker. I have to run all the way back there because <laughs> the locker is yeah. connected, which makes sense. So I've just been having to run back and stuff and like I built a bridge. Someone used it. That felt good. Yeah, I got one like from someone for something I put down. I feel bad when I only get one like because you just mash that like button. I can give someone like 75 likes. You can. But you can no, I get one up. like. Like, what the fuck? And it's probably they yeah. didn't hit the like button. They probably just used it. Maybe. It, it, yeah, that's it. it. Auto, they didn't hit the like yeah. button because you it auto likes. It auto likes yeah. at the it's end. Rude. It's rude. You know what? You yeah. know what's pretty rad? The product placement what? in that game, <laughs> Monster Energy. Dude, when you get those monster cans, they look holy so fuck, so good! Like, w- yes, they like, do. It's amazing. 
and and Norman just slams those things. Yep. I wish he like, had more than one like drinking animation. That's my one complaint about that. I don't know. I kind of dig it. I think it's great that he's just like, this is how I do this. There's only one way. I, like, I want to like pull out some keys and like shotgun it. It's like the, the, uh, like that, uh, there's this guy on, on Twitter named Pangzai who like, um, he's a, a Chinese dude who, who like drinks and eats lots of things. And he does these drinking challenges and he always does tornadoes where he like spins the bottle and then chugs it. That's what is that's like what Norman Reedus does with those those monsters. He just like just slams them. And I also really enjoy that in each private room when you go in, there's a limited number of monsters and it actually you can run out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not like he just drinks one and they're all still there on the this, table. OK, yeah. can you try to drink a, a monster and it's not there? And he's just like, where's the monster that's energy? A, I don't I just think I haven't tried that. I yet. haven't either. You, but I think the button prompt just goes away. Oh, I mean, I right. mean, that's that's what I assume. But that just seems like also, the boring way to do it. There's not even Very, a point to drink drinking more than three. So, <laughs> well, it depends on what your how where your energy levels are at. I think, uh, eh, I, but you maybe uh, I've never had to drink more than I three because I think it just refills up to a point. Maybe uh, if you like when you first go into the private room because you sleep be. before you do anything. Also, if you drink more monster, can you make more piss mushrooms? Yes. yes. The amount of monster you drink directly correlates to the amount of piss you can, okay, you can I, I, for so long. I shouldn't have and, doubted that that was the case. And and wow, yeah, he just goes and goes. Like I don't, I, I, I was, yeah. I was, doing, I, was, I was, I was making a mushroom, and uh, my girlfriend was watching. She's like. Peeing for so long, <laughs> so far. Both He's those, got some distance. Both of those are very yeah. accurate. R- range and duration. I, I tried also, to pee off a bridge, like the first bridge that I like, the tutorial bridge. <laughs> I tried to pee off of it into the river, and then I accidentally tripped and fell <laughs> in the water. <laughs> and all my packages flew off my back, and I'm like, that's try, like, extremely as I'm, like, funny. I'm, I'm like trying to like swim down the river and like grab my packages and put them back on my back. I, uh, so I I also think it's important to note I, I have my own river story I want to tell but I think it's important to note too that when you're in the private room and you go to take a dump because when you point at the mm-hmm. when you point the shower oh. and the toilet are in the same physical space the, the toilet like pops out from the wall when you're when he's in the shower so you, you can take shower <laughs> use toilet standing or use toilet sitting that, so that I guess I don't know what he's doing in game, there. Use toilet stand. He could be doing anything in there, but when you use toilet sitting, um, use toilet standing, the door closes and there is an advertisement for his AMC television yep. show Norman about Reedus's motorcycles. Yep. And it plays a motorcycle and, noise. <laughs> and it plays a motorcycle noise. So I don't think that he's taking a dump in there. I think he's cranking it. <laughs> because, I mean... <laughs> That noise, cranking that throttle, exactly. Uh, what the fuck is this game? It's, uh, it's so. Uh, I my my river adventure was there was a point when I was trying to take. Uh, it was when I was trying to get to the city that I'm in now, mm-hmm. and I saw there was like a sliver. The way that the, the the water depth works, there's like blue depth, and that's just like slows you down. There's yellow depth, which you have to hold the triggers to steady yourself to move through and you lose endurance while you're doing that. So you can't go too far or you'll get swept away. And then there's red depth, which just sweeps you away immediately. So I was going through like a corridor of yellow with red on either side. And then something like it it, to cross the river. 
Mm-hmm. And then it just like was like, nope, actually you're in red depth water. And we just <laughs> made it look like you're in yellow. Oh, so I yeah. just like, and I started doing the like otter floating, except that yep. you know, there's like no control. You have to like paddle and stuff. Yep. And then I had to like paddle my way to the shore and your stuff comes off your back when you yep. start floating in the river. And so then I had to like sprint down along the shore to try to pick up the stuff that I had lost in the <laughs> river, which I then jumped into the water to pick up the stuff I had lost and then lost more stuff. Mm-hmm. It was a very, that <laughs> was like, Benny Hill. that's sort of, but that's sort of why I, I like the, the range of moments that you get from, whether you like the BTs or not, like mm-hmm. at least you had them had them once or twice of like, Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. This is terrifying. Kind of terrifying might be a stretch, but mm-hmm. this is scary. Um, and then also this is so beautiful the way this music is playing and I'm going over this hill and there's this gorgeous landscape spread out in front of me. And then also like, Oh God. Oh fuck. I dropped my <laughs> shit in the water and I need to run down the bank and try to collect it. And yeah. then also, uh, I'm pooping and there's a AMC ad and it's making a motorcycle noise. Okay. Like and pounding some so fucking monsters. So, okay. So, but in this universe, Norman Reedus also exists. Apparently. Well, uh, well no, Norman and Reedus would be dead. Probably. Okay, That's the thing. Or living in a bunker. Show, right. Apparently AMC yeah. still exists. But it on the chiral network. Norman Reedus' show. Uh, I, they do not. It no says one discusses. Yeah, no one discusses the uh, the advertisement. Right, but like presumably, <laughs> I'm just blown. Like my mind is blown that like at some point you could theoretically like since we've we've established. Okay, that- look at it this way. Uh, <laughs> Do you think that it's, that this it's a-, a private room? He is the only person in the room. Yeah, that still not- puts up this ad. Uh, Ride with Norman Reedus. Other people can. Other people it, come into the room sometimes. They, yes, they, they can private. come in, but like they also, I, I guess there's like a camera in there, but like they just don't even. It's the justification is very odd. I think so, they just wanted some funding. Do you think? Do Do you think that if Norman Reedus, Sam Porter Bridges, Norman Reedus sees an ad for his own television show from the past, it would cause a second Death Stranding? He's never going to see it because it's only when he's pooping yes, or when he's I cranking. Oh, but if he. <laughs> <laughs> if he, if someone else, okay, if yeah. someone else were to crank it in his private room in the bathroom, he, was outside. he would wake up and see it, and he would explode. Sorry, Allison, go ahead. Yeah, no, that that, that was just my question. Is like if somebody comes and visits his private room uh-huh. and is like, "Excuse me, I need to use the restroom," and they're like standing or sitting, he's like, "They're like sitting." Okay, we've established this, yeah. and then he sees ride with Norman Reedus. It's like. It's just one of those things like he gets like face blindness and he just can't like recognize himself. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't ever see himself. There aren't really mirrors anywhere. Yeah, there's there's literally a mirror you can stand in front of and pose. Oh, really? And, I didn't even the, notice in the that. private I room. Yeah, you can I take pictures in okay. it and then BB will like the pictures. Oh, yeah. I didn't. Yeah. So that. there's like he has like a I bunch of different like that. poses and stuff he'll do in uh, front of the mirror. Also, and all just Norman Reedus like uh, improving in front of a mirror. When you go to look at um, there's he has a set of models in every single private room. Mm-hmm. He has the same set of models for some reason. And there's like, just like little toy soldiers up. and yeah. yeah. And like BTs floating and stuff. And when you go to look at them, he like grabs the camera and then like looks Look very at intensely shit. at you and then points at the models and then the camera zooms over yeah. to the models. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this shit. Uh, the game is yeah, so quirky, but it's also pretty good. Yeah, the BT, the BB, the BB stuff is like, mm-hmm. 
BB is a great character and is very funny. And like, <laughs> I've had to soothe BB a few times and yeah, it's, it's been very good. Yeah, he's not as good I, as the Yakuza Six baby soothing game. I don't know that I this this is the Yakuza Six baby soothing is very good. This game has some really good baby soothing. I wonder if you'll ever throw him around like a football. I hope so, but also the your Odra deck thing turns into a little mobile when you're soothing BB. Oh, does oh it? My God. And it plays like a lullaby song. Yes, if you yeah, if you let go that. of L1 while you're soothing BB, it goes into a third person view. Oh, I didn't notice. And the that. Odra deck is like slowly yeah. rotating. Have, That's cool. Uh, have either of you made it out of a like uh, a BT encounter without getting like grabbed or anything? No, not yet. Yes, oh. I have. Because that, like, if you do that, then the Odra deck thing will, like taps you on the shoulder and it's yep. like nice work and gives you yep. a thumbs. It gives up. you like a thumbs up or a high five or whatever. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it sometimes it waves. It like just excitedly waves. Yeah, and you realize yeah. that oh shit, the Odra deck is five pieces and it can look like a that's hand. That's awesome. I have yep. not seen that yet. Much like a lot of other stuff, looks like a hand. So it's it's hands are real big the big deal and if that's it's a good game surprisingly even in this first 10 hours what everyone is saying is the worst part of it but uh, yeah. if i'm gonna say one criticism it has a lot of tutorialization like I, yeah i am so sick of tutorial messages popping up on my screen yeah. like they're and they're like the same messages like hey did you know like you need to like change your shoes or yeah, like, like here's how you like like stuff like, here's yeah, how I you know. navigate menus with the D-pad, and it's like, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have, to be fair, there are a lot of things to tutorialize, a lot of mechanics, yeah, yeah. but they, they pop up the same messages far too often. Uh, Allison? Oh, one question. Is it fun to play? I, I'm i like... I think yes, yeah. personally. I it, think that the movement is... Like, the movement is definitely the core thing that you do, but... I think it's fun to manage like moving through that environment. And I think that like, it's not like your deliveries, at least in the first couple chapters, it's not like the deliveries are like set out on a three hour trek across the map. It's very much like pick up this thing. It's going to be a 15 minute thing. And then, and I got to cross some rivers and I got to climb some stuff. It's so I, I would say that it, it stays varied enough that it is, fun to play i think um so yeah i don't know um we'll see how i feel after 30 hours but i mean it's i i find it enjoyable i think the bike is really fun like managing that in the environment which you get the motorcycle pretty early on um, i mean like how else would you promote ride with norman Reedus? With that? <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i had that thought as i rode out with norman Reedus on a motorcycle on a on a bike um I think that, and I think the characters are pretty entertaining and, and stuff. And so it, there's a certainly definitely a pull to like, I want to see the next thing too. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think, I think it's fun so far. Game's, uh, game's got hella people crying. It, yeah. There's a whole chiral infection. Aller- thing, yeah. Allergic allergy. reactions. Uh, so yeah. everyone cries all the time. <laughs> uh, I haven't had any of the like durability stuff be obtrusive yet. So I don't know that uh, stuff yeah, could but, end up becoming frustrating later on. Uh, I, I have not really like, I've had to change my boots a few times, but, and then like I use some container repair spray if my packages get messed up, but that's about it. Uh, yeah. nothing, nothing really bad. Uh, I will say, Oh no, actually. So what I wanted to ask was, uh, what, cause I talked to Pat about this a bit. Uh, he was like super into the, 
first scene, like the scene with the uh, void out at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, so like after you meet the guy and do the corp on the corpse disposal mission, yeah. Pat was like super into that. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, that was just like the second trailer for the game uh, was that scene. I don't know. How much did you like watch leading up to this game? Did you like follow this out, follow the game at all, Alex? Or were you just like checked out and like not interested? Um. I saw whatever would show up during like E3 or like major shows. Mm-hmm. So whatever, whatever mm-hmm. those, but I didn't go out of my way to watch trailers apart from the launch trailer, which came out like yeah. a week or two uh, ago. So I'm, yeah, that like all, like their stuff was pretty much just the, like they did like a few, like here's like the dead man trailer. Yeah. And that was just like the scene where he comes in your room and talks about BBs. Yep. And then they did one for Mama, which I still haven't seen yet. Yeah. But like, yeah, I've seen that. I've seen those character mm-hmm. specific trailers. So I didn't see the Mama one, so that's weird. Maybe I just didn't finish that quest. Or, Sorry, I mean, I've seen the. I saw the trailers before I started. Oh, playing. oh, I you saw the trailer. Okay, okay, okay. No, okay. Mama physically is is not near you when you're in the first couple episodes. Oh, okay, she's uh, like projecting from another place. Uh, they're all projecting, so who knows? Yeah, but she says she was part of this like team. At one point, she tells you like oh, okay. I'm all the way over here in this oh, other okay. city. I, I missed that one. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so like the first two trailers for the game, like the announced trailer, and then like the second trailer, they showed that like kind of it's like okay, here's more of like what the tone of this game is. Are literally within like the first thirty minutes of the game or so. Okay. I did not see those, so. Okay. Yeah, because I was like, the announcement trailer is where he's standing in front of like where like there's the baby, and then it like turns invisible, and then there's the big crater, and then uh, I had forgotten a lot of that stuff. I remembered like the visual of being on the beach, but that's kind Mm -hmm. of other than that, and the and the weird stuff with the World War II vehicles and the city and Guillermo del Toro and Mm -hmm. the baby and stuff. I remember that, but I don't even know if that is something that shows up eventually or not. Like we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, so much of what they showed in the uh, like in the pre-release stuff was from the uh, was from like the or like the beginning of the game, like the first two chapters, and then it's like a little bit from the launch trailer also. But then it seemed like there's definitely some stuff in there. Where I'm like, okay, I see where this is going now uh, that I'm in chapter three, like based on the launch trailer stuff. I didn't uh, watch launch trailer, so uh, specifically uh, because it's probably good because you're yeah. going to see some real wild shit pretty soon. Yeah. So I I heard from multiple sources like that launch trailer is not a good watch if you're planning on playing the game because it yeah. spoils way more shit than it should. And like, um, but yeah, it's there's still like a lot of like explanation for that stuff you don't get, but like I don't even remember yeah. a lot of what I saw, but I'm like remembering sure, sure. one thing in particular that I was like, what the fuck? And yeah. now I I kind of know where it's going because I just got that kind of explained to me, um, but not the part that they showed so like the lead up to that uh, yeah. uh game marketing is weird the one thing that i really so far don't like about the game um this is like my one big complaint and it's actually pretty minor in the grand scheme of things is the whole the whole concept is like you're trekking across america to rebuild the the country or whatever with this chiral network that that's fine um but they you're presumably starting out in the East coast, Mm -hmm. presumably around Washington, DC. It's called capital, not city, the place that you're starting in the landscape around. It doesn't look anything like 
it, the East it does Coast not look at all. like it does nothing it, of this looks it, like America. It, yeah. it looks cool. It's like a cool alien landscape, but nothing about it looks the closest thing is when you're near the wind farm that does kind of look like some pine forests in the Northeast. Yeah. But like otherwise th- mm-hmm. there doesn't. And then on top of that, which whatever I can suspend it, what's fine. But on top of that, like you go from like capital, not city to this distribution center and capital, not city on the map of the country is where DC is. And then the distribution center is in like Western Ohio. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> wait a minute. I walked two kilometers. Yeah. It's the, <laughs> the scale is a little, and it's not even like, I just wish they just didn't even, I wish they didn't even show that stuff. I wish that it was just like, yeah, you're in America. You're starting on the East coast and going to the West coast. We're not saying where you are. We're not saying, mm-hmm. We're not going to show you a map of the country at any point where it like indicates where you are on it. So that's the one thing that I, whenever I look at that map of the country, I'm like, this is bullshit. Uh, But but, uh, but that's the only thing, but it's not even a contrivance. Like it's a contrivance in the crew where the map is squished Mm -hmm. down, but at least they make some attempt to make it look like it's a real space. Whereas this is like totally different. Mm-hmm. like just absolutely because well, they're putting real like distances on your map and yeah, then they're like, cool. showing things like and it's like you went two kilometers and then it shows the map of america four states. You're, like four states away you're like what and i could definitely buy it if it was just like wow you had a long journey because it mm-hmm. feels like you are covering a lot of distance because of yeah. the way the terrain unfolds so that part's fine i just wish they didn't try to translate it to an actual map and then i'd be mm-hmm. good yeah uh, and that's like kind of every uh, every open world game with like, uh, you know, day night cycles and whatever. Where yeah, but like, like I, f- I feel like Horizon, for example, did it way better. Oh, you know, but, like, but that's like a fictional landmass. And it's like, not. It's not. It's, it's uh, mapped well, I mean, to Colorado. Uh, yeah. But uh, I mean, like, you know, they don't say directly, but it's also like, you know, it's it's customized better and it's like a smaller area. Yeah. Whereas this is like, true. Yeah, it's. But like uh, they also fudge distances because they say like yeah. this area is they heavily hint towards this area is Denver. This area mm-hmm. is Salt Lake City, yeah. in Utah. Like they definitely in Horizon say like you're kind of where you are now was this. Yeah. But it feels way better because there's a varied types of terrain and stuff. And yeah. it feels just like all around so far in Death Stranding. I think that the distances are a little tough to. And to, the to terrain, breathe. at least so far where I'm at has not changed. Like it's all rocks. Significantly. And oh, it's but. yeah. Uh, so that's, I'd like to see that change up. Like the space is much wider. Like you're kind of like in a Valley for the most of like the first two chapters. Uh, but that, that kind of opens up in the yeah. uh, later bits, but I'm, I'm interested to see where it goes. Cause like yep. there's some snowy Same. mountains off in the distance and I'm wondering yeah. if I'm going to happen to know that there is some snow trudging that, that goes on okay. later on. So, yeah. Death Stranding. It's a video yeah. game. It, it came out. Yeah. Uh, for better or for worse. But it seems it like sure for better, did. at least among us. For, yeah, for now. Uh, we'll, we'll, like, we'll see how the story goes. I've heard not great things about the end game, oh. but uh, like the storytelling in the end game. I think if the end game, if the, story, if the story ends up being disappointing, that's going to um, be pretty devastating to me i think <laughs> uh and probably will take me from really liking that game to to thinking it's probably uh, uh not good because mm-hmm. that's i think that's an important piece of it i don't think that it works without the narrative stuff yep yeah uh, and yo guillermo del toro is such a rad guy just he is although um 
he is full stop, but his character in that he's not playing himself. No, he's not. He, he's this. This yeah, is, this just, is, it's, it's I, I would be probably convinced to buy the game. If it was just like, and gear del Toro as himself, it, I'd be like, okay, it's definitely his face it's and it looks like his face. Right. And it's great. And the voice actor that plays him is awesome, but it's def it is not technically him. Yeah. Right. But I mean, it, it, like literally if it was literal Guillermo del Toro and he's just like, yeah, I made some movies, but we need to deal with this strand stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> so that'd be good. I have a, this is, this isn't death stranding anymore. I have a friend who, okay. who is, well, currently lives in Mexico. She's Mexican. And I was telling her about this game. He's like, yeah, Guillermo del Toro is in it. It's like one of my favorite Mexicans. And she's like, oh, she just went off about Guillermo, Guillermo for like a solid 20 minutes talking about like all the like philanthropy stuff he's done. And man, he's an awesome human. <laughs> oh, like, so like cool. he, like yeah. one of the things was like, uh, he sponsored a bunch of kids in Mexico to like really l- help them learn math and then sent them to like math competitions across the world where they would like win and like just spreading math, uh, kind of stuff in like small communities to try and promote what them. a fucking nerd. Yeah, like he's a fucking nerd. He's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, he's yeah, great. He's he's, he's yeah. a philanthropist and he's awesome. Everyone should love Guillermo. Guillermo del Toro. He's also like one of the my favorite like famous people I've met. He's super nice. That's cool. He's he's my favorite film director. So yeah, he drew sure. me a uh, picture. That's awesome. Nice. <laughs> was it of BB-8? No, it was just it was just like a picture like of himself with the with his uh, signature. It was very, it's that's adorable. Okay. So I my life goal has to be for. Guillermo to draw me a picture of BB as BB-8. Oh crap! Oh, I want that. oh god! <laughs> uh, Wait, so oh, would god. it be like BB's head that it would rolls be the around? BB-8 ball? No, the head would be. Mm, although the problem is that the head no, because then the head would have to detach from BB, and I don't want right? that. Uh, BB would probably have to be in the middle. Uh, exist in like the the little like container. The, the container would have to be more round more spherical yeah, but it's, but bb it's would be in the middle yeah. and then it would be the odor deck on top would be the part that's okay. that that okay rolls, stays, that stationary. stays stationary. Okay. so yeah, yeah that's and it. then so you know how bb8 he has like a compartment that opens up and does the thumbs up bullshit what's that mm-hmm. does like mm-hmm. bb just like stick his arm well, out the BB side just of it? gives you a th- he just gives you a thumbs okay. up from within All the right. thing he just or the yeah. odor deck does it they do it at the same time right. bb motions it and then the odor deck it's totally mm, fair. Sure. Anyways. Uh, well, <laughs> uh, uh, there's a little bit of news. I don't know if any of it's super important. Uh, oh, real quick. Keanu Reeves liked his character stuff so much in cyberpunk that he asked for his scream time to be doubled. That's great. Yep. Mm-hmm. The uh, double of Keanu. This was found out via his, the Italian uh, voice actor for the character uh, doing an interview. And he's like, yeah, uh, suddenly they doubled my lines. So I had to like do a bunch of extra work. That's good. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. As long as, was, as long as they were all paid for uh, the yeah, extra work, I course. would assume they were. <laughs> uh, but he was just like, yeah, I, like I, I did some stuff. And then they called me back for like the exact same amount of work because... Uh, Keanu did so wanted to do more uh, in the game. Yeah, uh, the Red Dead Two uh, PC port is uh, was a hot mess. It sounds like it might be. I think it's better now. It might be fixed, but I've it was to, yeah. real rough on, when it launched earlier yeah. this week. I talked to multiple people who have been playing it and like gushing to me about how it's great. Mm-hmm. Who don't have consoles, so yeah, yeah, I think uh, it's fine now. 
And then I don't know, Alex, if you want to talk about this Hearthstone thing. Yeah, it's yeah, it's kind of unfortunate with the timing of all the other Hearthstone stuff. But uh, the first female winner of an official Blizzard Hearthstone tournament happened. That was Liyun. Uh, she's also one of the first Chinese winners of one of the major tournaments, I think. Okay. So it's it's cool, but of course the news surrounding Blizzard right now makes that a little bit weirder. But it, it yeah, is still pretty yeah. cool. All right. Well, uh, we'll keep playing Death Stranding next week. We'll maybe have some Pokemon or Jedi Fallen Order thoughts to share with the world. What a a couple of weeks. Uh, With that in mind, uh, we are moving Game of the Year to, was it January 4th? The first, yes. first, first weekend of January, whatever that is. <laughs> first yeah. weekend of January. Yes. Uh, January, Give I believe, one time. Uh, so God. we can play Save some extra games. There, we had some scheduling stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, originally we were planning on December 7th, and that ain't going to happen, so... <laughs> I'm so happy because I, I was just, like, looking at November, and it's like, what are we going to, like... I felt the anxiety creep. It was freaking <laughs> Austin Walker's fault because he was, like... In an episode of Waypoint Radio recently, he was like, y'all, now December's a month away. And I was like, don't do this to me. No, I definitely had that like in the back of my mind of like, hey, do I need to be playing video games? And it's like, this podcast is a hobby. But at the same time, I'm yeah. like, that game of the year is coming up. So, so what better way to split the difference than do the first week of January? Yeah, no, I think that's I think it's a good choice. Can- we can consider all games of 2020. And that's the other thing that I like. 2020 is yep. we can consider everything that came out and we don't have to do any. I mean, we'll probably consider December games still from 2019. We made that no, or 2018. We, we made yep. that packed, but, uh, but we can, I don't know if anything, chop it off. I mean, it's just going to be me saying smash bros and then nobody going for it. Yeah, oh, and then I'll say right. green was really smash pretty. bros. Yeah. Yep. It, it was real pretty. Uh, all right. Well, that is going to do it for episode ninety-five. We're almost at a hundred, y'all. We almost have a hundred. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I think if you count Ooh. comic, if you fun. count comic and movie fix, we're probably there. Oh, oh I mean, yeah. Yeah. But we yeah. Can't yeah. Do that. With, like, <laughs> this is the main but like I, I we're get, we're so close to the numbered one hundred. Maybe maybe we'll for, do something for for, for episode, episode one hundred. We should do another Jackbox. <gasps> yeah. We should do a Jackbox episode. Yes. That would be fun. We could we could do that. Uh, that it'll new, be the mid December. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I'll, I'll run something by y'all for episode 100. But uh, yeah, or we'll if talk. you have suggestions, email us at gaming at, at fix dot space. Yes, please do. We also when I, when I we, we can celebrate with some Jackbox without it being the episode. 100 yeah, too, yeah. So. Uh, either way, uh, you can find me, Andre, at, on uh, Twitter at CoolSloss, C-O-O-L-S-L-4-W. Alex, where can people find In you? Victoria, British Columbia. Okay, that's uh, actually far more specific than I would have ever thought you would have gotten. It's, it's uh, also a lot more literal. I'll strap than on my get. strap on my backpack and I'll head on over. Uh, Allison, where can people find you? Find me on Twitter at w r i t e r s e r e n y t y. Uh, Pat, how about you? Find me at pjc plays. Uh, and uh, next weekend. I and I believe Pat might be joining another podcast group for some extra live streaming. Potentially, yeah. It depends on yeah. Depends uh, on what 16th, we find out. Uh Saturday. Uh they're going from midnight Friday night to or Saturday morning, you know, however you want to say it, to yeah. Saturday at midnight. I'm hoping um, to get in on some of that early morning Saturday action if they've got the slots. Yeah, and I'll probably join 
afternoon or a late yeah. night for us that but yeah we'll see uh thanks for joining me this week and we'll be back next week with more video game thoughts goodbye everybody good evening bye, bye bbs <laughs> abb abb <laughs>